0: Hey everyone, Mr. Devil here, Kenny Danico, three times Stanley Cup champion of the New Jersey Devils. And you're listening to the Uncle Puckers New Jersey Devils
1: podcast with Chris, Dan, Bobby, and Tony, the Uncle Puckers. Let's go, Devils! First time that the Beach Ox and the Bar is going to be biblical! The second that the
2: sing along starts, it'll be sensational!
0: What's up, everybody? We are the Uncle Puckers New Jersey Devil Podcast with Chris, Dan, Bobby, and Tony. What's up, everybody? What's going on? So, we got a little, we bet Bobby a bet here that uh, he told us that he thinks that he can stay silent for the entire show. Silent game with Bobby. I'm saying there's no way Bobby can stay silent for
2: the entire show. What do you guys think? I, you know, I, I... I don't hate. I don't like to bet against Bob because he's frequently right. But I'm, I'm kind of with you on this. I think at some point, we will hear him.
0: Hey, Tone, what if do you think? Not, Is he going to stay
2: silent? I think he will. As
3: long
0: as it's, if it's not the devil, you know he'll be okay. So he'll.
3: he'll <laughs> you know, I think he. I think he'll get it. You know.
0: All right, Bobby, you think you're going to stay silent the whole show? Can he's we good. tempt you into talking, the kid, Bobby? The kid's good. Silent
3: Bob, our guest. So man. you're just
0: going <laughs> to Silent Bob. So you're just going to stay quiet the entire show
2: so you hopped on and now you're just planning on doing nothing
3: that's fucked up bobby look at
2: that he's doing his latter days pheasant impression right now Jim Morrison, yes for yes he is he's
0: done. doing his pheasant his impression and uh, i'm saying there's no way he's staying quiet this whole show so anyway yeah, we figured we'd come we on uh you. you know we know we did a show two days ago we wanted to hop on a little bit of news here in the world of the New Jersey Dan Devils. Dan took off too. Okay, <laughs> Dan's so Dan's not doing the show either. We're down out, to a two. Man. Two Mike show. Dan's uh, out. Where'd he go? He's I don't know.
3: Bobby, where, Bobby, come on, answer us. Where's he at?
0: Bobby, you you and Dan out. both in on this? <laughs>
3: That's fucked up. All
0: right. all right, all right. So Dan's back. I I uh, was going to gonna go, play like, the, the to silent Bobby game too. I guess. But... <laughs> I don't know where. Did yeah, you go? little
2: little dropout on my end. Uh, you guys were still together on it. Wasn't like a system thing. Okay. Yeah. Well, we I thought back. that you and Bobby
0: were like planning something uh, <laughs> but Bobby just stayed here silent
2: and uh, you disappeared but now I you're think back. when he does talk we're gonna hear some like glass crashing and like the stone cold music come up
0: <laughs> there you go <laughs> have his just, intro yeah, for
2: him exactly well,
0: well Bobby if you want to jump in at any time uh, during this uh, this podcast feel free to but until then um, So Andrew Burnett is gone. Andrew Burnett has left the New Jersey Devils. He has taken his coaching position uh, with the Nashville Predators. And uh, that's, uh, to me, I think that's a pretty big blow for this organization. I'm going to reserve my complete judgment until I see who we hire. But um, I was pretty bummed when I heard this news. Um, You know, Andrew Burnett, the guy last year was the assistant coach in Florida. Joel Quimble got fired when all that shit came down from his time in Chicago. So he leaves the Panthers. Burnett steps in interim head coach and doesn't do much. Just wins the Jack Adams president's trophy. Um, Then, you know, they lose in the second round to Tampa and Florida then unceremoniously kicks him to the curb. I felt that we were super lucky to get him as the assistant coach last off season Uh, assistant head coach and it was kind of the general idea for devil fans i think for most of us that he would be the normal successor the um to to lindy yeah the heir
2: apparent the heir apparent yes
0: and uh, you know lindy had one year left on his contract before this season ended um got an extension he decided he wanted to come back And I guess in turn, Andrew Burnett said, okay, here's another head coaching job I'm not getting. I'm out of here. And he leaves, and he heads over to Nashville. Uh, How do you guys feel about this? Tone, how do you feel?
3: I mean, I'm not 100% surprised. I kind of heard a little bit of stuff at the end of the season, even before that.
0: His name was popping up in every open, every head coaching opening. So right, the yeah, Rangers the, were going to make a run at him, etc. Yeah, so. I think like Calgary was looking at um, him. There were a couple of other teams. The thing ironic is he scored their first
3: goal ever for that franchise.
0: Yeah, it's crazy, know. right?
3: Yeah, I mean, you know, it's. I mean, I'm not totally shocked. Uh, since speaking, of, you know, obviously you heard about maybe Hines going to the Rangers too, which is uh, the rumor today around town. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, I'm That's not fine. totally shocked. You know, I had kind of heard. I, I mean. I wanted him to stay. Hopefully, Sergey moves up there now. I think Sergey should be behind the bench now with them and, uh, you know, maybe the power play. I've seen a lot of people commenting about the power play, actually, getting Sergey in there and fixing some of that. So, you know.
0: Yeah, I, look, yeah. you know, Breland, um I mean, it's hard to say how much of an effect was this season, That you know, how much of it was uh, Andrew Burnett, you know? I mean, Well, was that was definitely... the first
2: thing I thought was like, right. oh, you know, it's a bummer we lost our heir apparent. And he came in at a time when we were really shaky about Lindsey. So it was so yeah. nice to have that backup guy. But then I was thinking, hey, what a great year we had. And we said this frequently throughout the season, like, how much is he a factor? It's hard to say. Like the, yeah. It seems like when things were going good or bad, we, we couldn't really attribute anything to him specifically. You know, we're still like, oh, Lindsey's juggling mm-hmm. the lines. And Lindsey did seem to take the credit and the blame for juggling lines. But, you know, like as an assistant coach, he had to make some kind of difference. So I'm, I'm curious to see if, uh, you know, with Lindy being the constant here, if he was a variable, we're going to miss. What do you guys think
0: about Sergey moving up there? Would you guys? You what? I mean, I'd be fine with that. I mean, it, it's hard. Like Dan said, it's hard to say how many of these guys that were behind the bench last season, um, how much their contributions led to the season that we had. Uh, I think having as much consistency as possible back there is a good thing. So uh, if you decide that you're going to take Sergey Breland and move him to the assistant head coaching spot, I'd be fine with that. You know, uh, it seems to have a good relationship with the coaching staff. The players, of course, respect the hell out of him. Um, You know, who better to learn from than than Breland? So I'd be fine with that if they just kept it in-house. Did you hear any names coming up? This fucking dog is shitting on my fucking grass right now i'm watching some girl and she's her <laughs> chocolate lab is taking a dump right in my line of sight okay well, good yeah. thing you got a bag there lady she's got a bag all she's right got
3: everybody a yes, all right. Okay. she's
2: cleaning it up we have this uh, <laughs> problem
3: in our house in our front yard now we got these people we can't catch them because we have this big fence we have like a gigantic fence in front of our house do they
2: have a dog or they're the ones shitting on your yard no is it's it a the dog people? man I mean, those lithuanians oh, okay. do you guys okay.
0: have indoor plumbing
3: of course we have it. We have two Do have your
0: it. neighbors have indoor plumbing? I know yeah. you are very well to do in Lithuania, but are no, some yeah, of your all
3: our neighbors have plumbing? Everyone else, okay. actually, you know though, when you what's interesting is when you like drive somewhere, like the roads, you know there'll be like two hour drives you take, and if you go into the woods, there's like rest areas. And they actually have the hole in the ground where you just like would stand over the hole, man. I'd never seen one of those before I came
0: here. Yeah, that's pretty popular in Europe.
3: Yeah, and I was like, "What's this?" My wife's like, "That's where. That's the hole in the ground." She started swaying to me. I was just like, "What the hell, man?" Yeah, yeah man. you know, like especially Literally like back
0: in the back in the days too, like with uh, you know America when we had outhouses and stuff, they would you know you you dig a hole and you'd go like twenty feet deep and you would dump out in there, and then when that filled up. You would throw dirt on it, and you'd move your outhouse six feet away and dig another 20-foot hole, and that's messed up, man. Dude, like, yeah, you I a constantly...
3: Chris in New Orleans when I was there for Mardi Gras a couple years ago. That is the worst thing. I've... And I've been to, like, festivals and, con- you know, that. Dude, that... Well, a lot
2: of the national parks, they have the, you know, because they won't run water out to some of these places. So they have what they call Ooh. vault toilets. So it kind of looks like a toilet seat, but it is just a giant hole. It's yeah. like a, you know, little so, piece and of And where does it go? There. Just goes into a giant hole uh, in the ground that they get a like a septic system to pump it out. But okay, so there's no so there f- is... running water or anything like that. So so they kinda just like basically a, a suck it out of the hole. Huge. But just, yeah, yeah. A, yeah, right, and, it, and you know, it's in a, like a permanent station. We uh, was at one place Some where they did it. pump it out. Yeah, no, it looked like like if you fell in there, you would hope that you die quickly. Like, like you know, the Willie to chocolate factory when he falls into the. See, I think uh, of uh, Schindler's List.
0: <laughs> Remember that freaking scene in Schindler's yep. List where the little kid exactly. was hiding in the fucking kid,
2: was, shitty water? And he wasn't the only one. They are like, get out of here. This yeah, is yeah. our shit, shit house. This is <laughs> our... Oh, God. It's well, bad you guys know where...
3: I know I told Chris, which I hope one you guys come out here sometime, but we actually have, in the town we live in, anybody listening, if you look up Fort 9, we live in this area in Lithuania, and it's... uh, We have a concentration... Like, the old concentration camps are still up here. They're like museums.
2: Yeah. Now, they're so not using them anymore, up. right? They're, they're, they're not really shut America. down. <laughs>
3: We have one, like, that's about probably like a half a mile, but you can see that they have a big thing on top of it, like, you know, kind of symbolizes what happened there. But it, it's crazy here, man, because I'm not used to that. You see it on TV in the States and stuff, but then when yeah. you live, like, we drive down the roads and they're all over the place, you know? Like, yeah.
0: Because, I mean, yeah, we were it makes
3: occupied it... here by, you know, Russia. Yeah. And, you know, and then, Well, yeah, you,
0: know, you were part of the Soviet Union. Yeah, so. I mean,
3: I mean, it's brutal, and I, I go into yeah. so when people come to visit me, they're like, "Hey, we have to go to Fort Nine to see it." So I've had to go there, like it's depressing as shit, man. Oh,
2: I have yeah. yeah, I don't know if I'd like to do that. We were in Europe, uh, you know, way back in the day, and talking to other people, brutal. like, "Hey, where are you going for this break in school?" And uh, this one chick's like, "I'm going to Auschwitz," and I'm like, "Oh,
3: my wife went there." Have, have fun? fun.
2: What do you say? Like, uh, have a nice <laughs> yeah. trip. I hope you enjoy yourself. You can't say any of those things. I hear it's I was the gas. Thinking, no.
3: My wife went I there. And I tell you, she told me she, she my Too wife soon? Called, my wife said she never forgot it. She's like, Isn't she this one as a child and never she forget. was just like you know, it's even over here, you go I remember when I first went, it was shocking to me, man. You know, we like I said, we yeah. hear about it in the States, but when you actually see it and you see like piles yeah, like, of shoes and stuff, it's heartbreaking. As That's much as absolutely. I
0: as much as I love history, uh I don't think I really want to ever go to a place where, you know, a Mass entire property. Group of people were executed and you know exterminated. Yeah. It's just fucking. It's brutal and crazy. Yeah. The and only horrible. thing I
2: saw like that was we were going through towards you know the place in France and we stopped at this small town and it, they left it as the Nazis left it. So they were looking for you know um, resistance people. This is when you know France was occupied by the Nazis right. and they had like the name of this town where they believed there was resistance. It happened to be two cities like that. So they're like, we're just going to destroy both of them. So, you know, there are a lot of people who lived in that city uh, who would, you know, take the light rail to uh, a nearby town or, you know, small city to, to work. And, you know, while they, you know, in the middle of the day, Nazis rolled in, they rounded everybody up and they executed most of them. When the train stopped, people who lived there had to pretend that they didn't live there anymore Jesus <laughs> and just Christ. kept going if they could get away with it. Uh, and they, they, like, burned the place to the ground. So all the buildings are still there, like just the stone walls are yeah. left. And it's like, you know, like, it just looks insane. They purposely left it just the way they did, just so you can kind of get a taste of what it must have been like that. Reminder, yeah. Yeah, Crazy like, stuff. Brutal shit. Like, and we yeah, see yeah, tanks yeah.
3: here. We see in our streets. We see, like, so here we have, and this was like this before the war, too, actually, but we have a lot of, it's just the way Lithuania is. You have a lot of tanks, military gear going through all the time. And it's like, I'll be, like, at the gym, go work, and you look out the window, and you see, like, these things go by, and it's not, it's hard not to be a little, like, wow, man, that's just, because yeah. like, we yeah. see it well, so often here. Right? Why?
0: Why are there tanks rolling down the well, street? You know, what are you know, we doing All Eastern
3: here? Europe is always, always prepared, because, you know, obviously a lot of shit goes on Sure.
2: Right
3: um, and our area, which just... And like I said, when I first moved here, like, five years ago, it was that way, but now it's even more. You can tell you always see military gear going through, or, like, you know, we have... A, it's pretty crazy man. i got to say. Yeah. yeah,
0: fucking horrible. Just horrible. Yeah. Um, do you hear... I mean, you, know, you brought up the, the national parks. Did you hear that story about the, the baby bison? Um, so... No. So some some asshole guy gets out of his car and he's watching all the bison in Yellowstone. I've seen
2: people do that. They're stupid. And
0: so the bison are crossing a river and a new calf um, was having trouble getting across the river. So this Jagoff decides he's going to help the bison. So he he grabs it, he's trying to help but gets it up to moves it like away from the river up to the street. Right, so now all these right. cars are stopping and stuff. Finally, when uh, the Rangers and stuff got there, and of course, you know, they, I don't, I think they, I'm not sure if they arrested the guy or whatever, but I know he had to pay a bunch of shit. They tried to get the bison reacclimated with the herd. Of course, the bison, the herd wanted nothing to do with him now because he right. smells like human. So they right. had to euthanize this bison. Um, so because this idiot decided to not leave nature alone, this poor bison had to be euthanized. So yeah, that's that's just shitty.
2: Yeah I've seen people get Out of their cars Get close to those things And I'm like You're you're Moments away from death Yeah You know In this case Unfortunately it was the The bison But those things are So massive and powerful And when they They're just hanging out They kind of do look chill Like oh look at him He's just chewing some grass But that thing could Turn around and destroy you Exactly. Like it happens every, every year. That
3: lady's face. You guys remember that? The monkey hopped up and lipped a lady's face right off. Oh the yeah. The chimpanzees <laughs>
0: are not to be not not to be pets. Uh, did you guys see? There's a documentary on Netflix called Chimp, Chimp Empire. I oh, saw man.
2: that, but I didn't watch it. What was it like?
0: Awesome. So really? in in uh, Uganda, there's the largest population of chimpanzees. Uh, In the world, most chimp groups are like 50 to 60 large um, out in the wild. There's one group there that's like 150 strong.
2: Well, we got to watch
0: out for them. This is the plan of the
2: apes. This is the beginning, the origin
0: story. If they just kind of got their shit together, right? If they had
2: a Caesar if they
0: had a Caesar we'd be done (laughs) absolutely because they absolutely can take us over Uh, they're way stronger than us Um, much you know they can just boom up a tree you never know where they're coming from Uh, but it's awesome remember when they started
2: using machine guns then we're really fucked and
0: riding horses yes that's you know, when you got a chimp with a machine gun riding a horse, it's mm-hmm. end end of days right there. I Unless mean, you're from it. that chimp
3: Perfect. family that hung out with Michael Jackson, that's a whole that's a whole different breed, I guess, right there, because that dude they, was just he You probably have a lot of There's, rage, I'm gonna guess those chimps was, are dangerous. What was that too. chimp's name? Do you guys remember? Uh, uh
2: Bubbles. Mr. Sun Bubbles, <laughs> yeah. Was I was bubbles. thinking Mr. Sunshine, I just made that I up. Watching, I was watching I was watching when he was a kid. I was
0: watching Wolf of Wall Street last night. Um, I like to blow bubbles. I, <laughs> 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 it's a bath without bubbles. Hey, bubbles, get on in here. Hey, bubbles. Um, but I've never uh, seen I that was movie, watching. Actually. Was that?
3: I've never seen that movie.
0: You never saw Back to School? Uh, oh, oh, no, no, Back feel... to School. You oh, school. okay. Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. Wolf oh, of Wall Street yeah. is a great movie. And, uh, you know, so they're just like, you know, showing about when, you know, his his. Brokerage firm is just they're just all the debauchery going on and he, yeah. he actually had he was holding the hands of a chimpanzee in a little suit and the chimp was delivering the mail to all the guys in the office. Dude, like, do you know that's like based on a true
2: to... a true story. Yes, and I, I actually know. have a connection to that story. I'll tell you about later. Bandit, but it, it, that it, that character in Wolf of Wall Street is a composite of a couple different maniacs who worked on Wall Street during that time. Okay. and one guy in particular uh, did that. He brought the chimp in and his idea was like some kind of stunt to say like. Making money in the stocks is so easy a chimp can do it. That was why he brought it in. And that story has like some twists and turns. I'll, I'll tell you some more stuff on that later. So the,
0: the chimp then they realized wasn't very good at selling stocks, so they relegated him to the mailroom.
2: I don't know what they did with him. You know, who knows? <laughs> Probably became the, uh, you know, like uh, chairman of say, the
0: uh, Fed. The, that chimp.
2: <laughs> <laughs> He's that the one raising had,
0: the rates right now. That chimp had nicer clothes on than I would ever own. Yeah. <laughs> So um, we got our final boys back to yes. hockey. Let's. Uh, we got our finals. Uh, half finals of us. Are here. Well, you three were right on half of it, and I was right on the other half. So you guys yeah. all picked uh, Florida. I picked Carolina. I picked Vegas. You guys all picked Dallas. So now everybody's a little happy. Um, yep. uh, so we got Florida and um, Vegas Saturday night for the mm-hmm. cup. Um, quick question. Florida will be going on, I think, something like ten days before their next game. What do you guys think? The whole rust versus rest thing. Uh, do you think that that's going to be a problem with them in uh, at least in the beginning of this series? What do you guys think?
2: I think or less so good. than other teams. You know, less so than other teams because this team is like better psychologically motivated than some other teams are. Um, they, you know, they have that kind of chip on their shoulder thing, and so I think that'll affect the Panthers. On more on the rest side than the rust side that they'll come okay. out swinging because that's what they're feeling. They feel like they're the underdogs. You know, it's kind of weird that they're facing Vegas. I think that you know, if I was the coach of that team, I'd say I'd rather play Dallas. Somebody's already won a cup, you know, uh, and so I can remain the underdog. So I don't know if that changes things for them. I mean, think about that's it. A they good point. With Boston, you know, they moved through the whole thing being the underdog, and now are they really the underdog against Vegas? That might change the dynamic, but. I still think like the, you know, they had that whole Kachuk attitude, and they're going to come out that way. We'll see. What do you think, Tony? I think it could, but I don't think it. I think this team. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it too. I think
3: they're going to win this down. Like I, I don't. This story is just. Uh, they just. I think. So I think Vegas is better as a defensive team. I do think they're a little bit better defensively, um, but goaltending wise, I mean, Hill's been great. I mean, he's been great for Vegas. I just, I just can't picture Florida. I've been saying it all along, and I, like I said, I'm not a Florida Panther fan, but I just can't picture them losing. They just seem like a story this year. And a, I mean, I haven't seen a team get carried by one guy. I'm not saying, and they've had some players who have stepped up to have played great these playoffs, but we're watching a team really. This dude took him on his shoulders. This well, team.
0: here's the question: Do those other guys step up in the playoffs without Matthew Kachuk? I don't mm-hmm. know if they do. No, know. you know, I really yeah. don't. Bob, what do you think? Come on, Bob. The-
2: you got to give us something here today. Nothing. Really? You're just going to freaking sit there. I don't even know what he thinks he wins if he wins this bet with himself. Yeah, they're, they're, so with
0: yourself, you know that, right? Like, What's you're that? you're not impressing us. That's why she puts more clothes
3: on. I mean, if you're going to be on, <laughs> come on. You can't the even
0: get him to smile. He's yeah, got nothing. a hammock
3: and shit, man. What's going on he's here?
0: He's just sitting there. All right, all right. So you don't want to <laughs> jump in on the finals. I, I mean, I think if Florida... I mean, I think it's going to be a really good final. Um, It should be a really good final. Uh, It's hard. I've been betting against Florida the entire playoffs, and they've made me look stupid the entire playoffs. So I'm not going to change that. I'm going to go with Vegas. Um, I I want to see Vegas win this thing. I want to see Mark Stone win a cup. Um, I love what Aiden Hill's been doing. I like the rest of that team. I think they match up really good against Florida. If Florida wins this thing in five, I'm not going to be shocked at all. Uh, but I'm going to just kind of go a little bit more with my heart on this one. I want to see Vegas do it, so I'm going to go with them. But, again, nothing's going to shock me. Matthew Kachuk, I think, the, unless something crazy happens during this final, uh, he's got to get the con Smythe, win or lose. I, and I the mean, truck, just, i mean got to
3: say, dude, People, I see people on here, and I see, like, you know, the Twitters, and everyone's, oh, everyone loves Kachuk. How could you, this this guy has done so much. The U.S. hockey, pro, I mean, he's just, I don't know. How I could you be a hockey
0: to... fan and not appreciate what this guy has done this postseason? And don't get me, it, me wrong, amazing. next year,
3: when he's jacking yous across the head, I'm going to be pissed off and be like, fuck sure. this guy. But I can't deny it. I love watching him play. I've said it before, his brother, I like to watch. I watch it. We all watch his father play. Yeah. I mean, there's just a certain thing in that blood. Man, it's just a... Anybody Matt, who says yeah. they
2: wouldn't want him on their team is lying. Yeah. You know? I mean,
0: he's he's a ridiculous player, um, and he deserves it. Uh, right. I have to say, as much as I don't like Florida, Matthew Kachuk deserves to win the cup with this postseason that he's done. Um, I know.
2: And you kind of get blinded by that. And the truth is, I've seen a lot more of Florida play this year than even Vegas. Uh, if I was going to miss games throughout the year, there were West Coast games, you know? So, yeah. That said, I think it's also easy to sleep on Vegas. I mean, they crushed their last. You know, just when they were they were getting a little bit lackadaisical and oh Dallas is going to get back in it, they just slammed that door. Nope, nope, we're yeah. done here. And um, you know that was very convincing. They, like you said, uh, Hill's been fantastic. Um, I, I do like that team. Uh, I kind of, in some ways, would want them to win, maybe more than Florida, but I I don't think that's going to happen. I do I do think my money's on Florida. Um and mostly like the Kachuk factor. He's just he's just fantastic I, this I, postseason. I had an
0: article um that I had saved for a while just because I was curious, um where it would go. So it's our buddy, again, Nick Villano. And he had written this. Uh, I, I think he reposted it about a week ago. But I think originally it was like right after the season ended. And he had uh, the New Jersey Devils five offseason predictions. Okay. Mm-hmm. We're not going through them all. We're going to start with number one and we're going to leave it at that for now. Okay. So the first thing that he says is a bold prediction. Um, bold prediction number one. Andrew Burnett returns. So we're just going to go stop there, and then as these things click off the list, we'll see if he was right or not. So that's his first one, and that's not happening. So you're wrong, (laughs) man. We do have, by Jonathan Bailey from Pucks and Pitchforks, if you guys want five candidates to replace Andrew Burnett.
2: Okay, this is a good one. I, I actually was very curious about this, and I hadn't seen much on who we could get, so... Well, I didn't
0: read any of these, so this is brand new to me, too. And the first right. one is the guy that we were talking about. He has Sergey Breland.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Also joining the New Jersey Devils as a coach for the first time, like Brunette, was longtime devil Serge- Sergey Breeland. Breeland was brought aboard as an assistant coach and rounded out a staff of Brunette, Ruff, Ryan McGill, Chris Taylor, and Dave Rogalski. Over the last decade, Sarge has been an assistant coach for the Devils, minor league affiliates, the Binghamton Bing Devils, and Utica Comets. Um, Let's see, uh, came up to the NHL this year. Um, I mean, he is having, a devil.
3: He played over 700 games with this team. I mean, he's a devil. But it he says, devil. during
0: his time in Utica, he helped run the power play and worked with devil's prospects like Alexander Holtz, Fabian Zetterlode. Le- Z- and Z- Fabian Zetterlode. Zetterlode. Holy shit, he's getting <laughs> Zetterlode on your face. <laughs> what you <said> there. <laughs> Bobby started laughing
3: there. Look at him. I saw he him, did Mike. smile. He smiled. he got a sound
0: out of him. We got him. He's good at this. With Holtz expected to finally make a permanent jump to the NHL this year, you know that's the other thing. Like we've been talking about guys, you know, like Foot and Thompson coming in. I, I, we, I think all of us kind of completely forgot about Holtz. Um, yeah. You know, is he is this going to be the year? Um, he was actually my to-
3: pick for disappointment, if you remember. I'm not, and I, I hope he. You know, does well and stuff, but I mean, I I have been not really happy with his play. Of course, I don't think he has
0: either. So, having Breland in his corner and experience in Breland's system would be extremely beneficial to him. And he also spent time on the penalty kill with the Devils this season. So he's going on Breland as number one. So the second guy he has is very surprising, Patrick Eliash.
2: Wow, New Jersey. I love Eliash. Love to see him part of the organization. I mean, what's his coaching background at this point to become assistant coach?
0: Oh, uh, let's see. I'm Over the past few summers, yeah, no, no. Yeah, Elias spent time working with Devils coaches and players during training camp. In the meantime, he has also spent time coaching with the Czech Republic U-20 national oh, team. Okay. And okay. semi-regularly offers comments on the Devils' performances and uh, opines on some prospects here and there. He once compared Dawson Mercer to himself. That is obviously a huge remark from one of the best players in Devils' history. Provided that former teammate Sergey Brelin takes the next step and moves up the food chain, Elias could find himself in an advantageous position to kickstart his coaching career as an assistant coach. So oh, it will come down to whether or not Elias um, wants to
2: do it, but that's an interesting name. What I think Mercer think even that? looks like Elias now that you say that. When you think about it, they have a very similar face. I could see that. Yeah. Okay, so for that kind
0: reason, of you should get the job. <laughs> um, Tom, what do you think of Elias?
3: I love Elias. I mean, you know, when I was actually in Sweden for the Devils, he was actually their representative, basically. He was doing all their, yeah. like, all the stuff outside. It was really awesome, man. I think he's, you know, how do you not love Elias? I mean, I, I guess, I, I mean, I don't know. I never thought about that for some reason. I don't know why it didn't cross my mind.
0: Are you going to actually say something this time, Bob, or are you going to just be quiet like you've been the whole show so far? trying
2: to do the silent game, but, all right. you know, you, we're going to so crack it. Do you action. have a comment on Patrick
1: Elias? I wasn't, I wasn't here. Oh! oh I hey, he speaks! <laughs> You lost a good bet to yourself. Good job. You did right. lose. Yeah. Put some pants I, on. I, I knew he couldn't
2: stay silent the whole time. I knew that. He did.
1: Yeah. You know, right. did good, though. No, no I really did just get here. You all know almost that, Almost right? 25 mentally, minutes yeah. in. Sure. Mentally. Verbally. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, you were no, no, completely checked no, no, no. out. Audio
2: standpoint. Right. Yeah, nobody heard you
1: until just now. I
2: understand oh, I what, I you had, what I you're had to a step where right. right. there was a little
1: domestic violence going on. <laughs> Patrick Eliash, Bob? Well, I suppose we're talking about assistant coach. Andrew Burnett replacements. Yeah. Yeah. So I heard Breland to start, which was somebody yep. that came to my mind before I even uh, knew you guys were talking about this topic, just thinking about it on my own. Ilyas, I mean, who couldn't learn from Ilyas, right? He's one of the greatest players. It seems to me it'd be one of the options to maybe start, um, what do they call it? the other coaches, maybe not like a bench coach, you know, some of the other auxiliary coaches that they have, or right. just to kind of get his feet wet, because uh, you can still learn from him like crazy. So I don't know, just for that, I mean, I don't know that he's... Assistant coach on the bench material, but what do I know? I mean, the guy was a great right. hockey player. You mentioned so. the power play, right? And he, I mean, he's, you know, really instrumental
2: in that, even maybe more so than Breland. But, you know, sure. a player coach, two different things, so either one, you know. Uh, this third guy I don't, I'm not familiar with, Dan Bilsma. know? Hmm. Don't know. In the
0: position that they're in, the Devils likely want to add a coach with a track record of some success. GM Tom Fitzgerald might know a guy who could be interested in returning to the NHL, Dan Bilsma. Remember him? I don't. Bilsma's last appearance as an NHL coach was way back in the 16-17 season with the Sabres. At the time, he was coaching a Sabres team with a 19-year-old Jack Eichel, Ryan O'Reilly, Sam Reinhart, Rasmus Mercerleinan, and all the other guys, Linus Olmark. The team had a decent spine, but the rest of the bones were pretty bare. Uh it says here he also Tom Fitzgerald and—what's that?
3: He also coached the Penguins, too.
0: Yeah, was, uh, Tom Fitzgerald oh, okay. and Dan Bilsma both joined the Penguins in 2009, Bilsma Higher yielded a Stanley Cup championship immediately with the Penguins Bils, Bils, uh, Bilsma guided. Am I saying his name right? Bilsma? Is that right? B-Y-L-S-M-A? M-A. Bilsma. Not, guided no the team to the playoffs every season and only lost in the first round twice in six seasons. Obviously things didn't work out in Buffalo. Um, he has since bounced around with the Detroit Red Wings the Kraken as an assistant in their organization. Last summer, the Kraken made him the head coach of the AHL affiliate Uh, Coachella Valley Firebirds, and he's now coaching the likes of Shane Wright in the Western Conference Finals of the 2023 Calder Cup Playoffs, so he's got a lot of experience and a lot of success. So, that could be an interesting pickup. could be, yeah. You know, he knows uh, Fitzgerald, he's got a lot of, uh, you know, this guy's got the track record, he's won cups, for Christ's sakes, and that'd be great to have for a guy. uh, I wonder if he ever worked with Marino. Uh, What was he, 2009, 2010? Maybe not, yeah. Yeah, probably not. Jeremy Colleton. You guys know him?
2: No, it sounds familiar.
0: So it says, if the New Jersey Devils are committed to building a long-term project beyond uh, beyond Lindy Ruff's days, they may need to think outside the box to bring in an assistant coach. Uh, Let's see. Uh, He's talking about John Cooper a little bit. Former Chicago Blackhawk coach Jeremy Colton is currently 33. He's a young guy. Uh, he was uh, with Chicago when here. It says, Colton only made the playoffs once as head coach of Chicago after defeating the fifth seed Oilers 3-1 to in the qualifying round during the 2020 shortened season. Um... Uh, Collin won a game during a brief stint with Team Canada's men's Olympic team, took over as head coach of Vancouver's AHL Abbotsford Canucks. If Culloden is willing to take on the learning experience under Lindy Ruff, it could make for a good opportunity for both him and the Devils. I do like the idea of a young guy, 33 year old, coming yep. in and learning from Lindy, and uh, that could be interesting. Definitely. And the last guy on the list is Mark Savard.
2: Hmm.
0: Um, let's see. Uh, after having his NHL career cut short by a series of unfortunate head injuries, former Boston Bruins star Mark Savard has spent some time coaching hockey. He was of the St. Louis on the St. Louis Blues staff when they won the Cup in 19 and 20. Uh, is currently the head coach of the Windsor Spitfires of the OHL. Uh, his first season as the Spitfires, he finished second in points, and um, Wyatt Johnson from the Dallas Stars led his, led that team in scoring. Uh, they won, the Memorial, like they went to the Memorial cup finals. What's
2: that?
3: He's only like 45 too. So he's not up there. He's a, he's at a, he's kind of young.
2: Yeah. he's, he's around. He, he was like out. our age. Yeah. He's our age. He's not Lindsay age. Yeah. No. no.
0: And I, I kind of think maybe you do need somebody younger. I mean, I, I think Andrew Burnett was like, well, not even 50. He was like 48 or 49. So, but, um, the the last guy Colton or whatever it was thirty three that's interesting Savard you know I don't know if going from the OHL to the NHL I don't know if that's a, that's a big jump is what I'm trying to say um, but then again a guy like Patrick Eliash has no NHL experience at all um, so I'm not between the two uh, though
1: you go with the devil like yeah you.
0: but if you were going to go to the devil how about this though do you go with Breland or do you go with Eliash I,
1: I, I mean go right Brie. now I think the Best possible assistant coach is Breeland. Just yeah. he's been he's been being groomed for it. Really, it's like the next logical step for his career. Ilyas, I think, could also, like I said, be that. But for now, I just feel like he needs more experience. But, yeah, I think Breeland is the number one. I'd love to he get a, the whole
0: coaching staff of guys that won a cup with these with the, the old Devils, and then all be on the bench for when this team wins a cup. How cool would That'd that be? That would awesome, be? be cool.
2: But Breland assistant is one
3: coach, five, is a tough right? gig.
0: Yeah, it take
3: it. Breeland's one of the five that have won the all three cups with us, so it would be yeah.
2: kind of cool to yeah. you know he. He's I,
3: I, I with New Jersey. I,
1: I like assistant Breland. coach's
2: job is to kind of like uh, translate what the head coach wants to the players, you know, like more directly. Yeah. You know, they kind of like uh, that's you know, and so in other words, a, a good assistant coach for one coach might not do well with a different coach. That chemistry has to be there, the ability to you know. And I think especially so with Lindsey because he's older. You know, he definitely has the players' respect. But you, you know, does he communicate on their level? It's got to be challenging when you're, you know, um, more than double their age, more than triple their age. Uh, in Lindsey's case, um, and you know, like having a assistant coach who can do that translation well, you know, and speak to the players. I'm not talking about language. I just mean generationally. Sure. You know, so that's that's. Probably more than other successful head coaches, uh, it's probably going to be challenging to be Lindsay's assistant coach. So. Is, is Lindy the oldest head coach in the NHL? Lindsey. Keep saying Lindsey. Yeah, um, I, he's got to be, right? I mean, who 63. else 63. is... I don't, know. I don't think I there's
0: anybody that's as old. Um, I can't Tony's think of Tony's going to check it for us now. But, I mean, I, I just think... That, I would have loved to have seen what Andrew Burnett could do with this team. I really would. Yeah. Um, it kind of sucks, but I get it. You know. Uh, you know. Uh, Lindy or Lindsey, whoever. Lindy, he, sorry. <laughs> he had. Uh, you know, he, he he earned the right to stick around, and you know, it sucks. Yeah. that Burnett seems to be the. Uh, I know. You know, the the just the the low, the the guy left out in the cold on this one. You know.
2: Yeah. I, I mean, I I wonder if he was like, okay, this one year, and then it's my gig was kind of like. Either his hope or maybe even kinda like told him told to him, Hey, you could take over this year, but probably by next year. And then, you know, Lindy had a great year. So they're like, uh, can we wait one more year? And he's like, No, you know. That's very possible. I don't know how it went down, you know. You know, they fired me for knocking
3: down his door too, because you know, they I'm sure there's a lot of people that wanted to get him on their their team. Yeah, I mentioned some
2: amount of teams would like to believe that he was the real key to the double success last year, maybe even more than than Lindy, which maybe we'll find out if that's true.
0: Yeah, that's the only thing that really worries me. I've always, I've just felt so much more comfortable with Lindy behind the bench with Andrew Burnett there too. Just knowing that if, if things went sideways and Lindy Left, guy. you know, you have a guy that can coach this team and take it to wherever it is that you want to go. So I think uh, Lindy
3: is the oldest because Boudreaux was uh, sixty-seven and uh, Sutter was sixty-three, and that's where and that they're both gone now, right? So Cal- Calgary, got yeah, this.
0: Sutter got fired, and uh, so I think it's rough now. Hurt. Yeah, it's
3: sixty-three. He's sixty-three.
0: Yeah, rough 63. He looks older than sixty. Yeah, I thought he was dude. <laughs> <older>. dude, <laughs> he he looks like 60 he's in the eighties, man. Remember, he was yeah,
3: he was a player. He was he was
0: yeah, yeah nineteen ten. <laughs> wow, he, he played he for he the, the Montreal Maroons.
3: I remember he was with the Sabres. I mean, he was you know.
0: Yeah, but he, he doesn't either. look sixty something, man. He looks old. No. I he guess definitely, he definitely looks older than that. Well, we'll see. I mean, I wish Andrew Burnett all the best in Nashville. He deserves a head coaching job. You yeah. know, he's earned it. He's been passed over now twice in two years by Florida and then uh, by us. Uh, so, you know, good for him. And, you know, Dan,
3: you were saying something about the communication with the younger players. That is where Eliash would probably be like, you know, because he already, you can see when he's around the team already, you know, even on, like, when you just watch stuff with him, there's a connection there. So that's where he would fit in. Yeah.
2: Breeland, I'm, I'm I'm no idea what he's like as a coach. He's been doing it for years, so he's got to be a, a good communicator. But just knowing their personalities, Breeland was always a very quiet guy. Yeah, so I don't see him as a very talkative. And I'm not saying he's got to be talkative. He's got to be understood is the thing. So, like you know, but if you are like asking me which one you think communicates better, yeah, I'd agree, Eliosh, right? But uh, yeah, you know, I, I don't know so. if that's the only thing on the table here. That's. Nice gonna be fun to watch uh hopefully they they no one get somebody
3: stevens. soon i'm surprised what was that no one bought up stevens in any of the uh
0: the articles i don't think I've stevens read. wants to coach i mean he tried yeah, I mean, he it right that, right and yeah he did it yeah. didn't really work out um you know we went through a lot of coaches a lot of bad coaches too for a while man you know, we were you know uh, mm-hmm. remember when lou came back down behind the bench yeah. after he fired Lemare before robinson yeah. got here and then they tried it with I think Johnny Mack was on the bench for a little bit yeah. and Stevens was on the bench for a little bit. Tried to kind of nothing ever worked um, until you guys, really.
3: You guys like Hines
0: this year? No, I don't like John Hines. Um, is that now there's talk that he's why can't he stay wherever he's at? I mean it's he just seems there's something something with him, man. He can't just I just it, think. It's, he's,
3: I think he gets to a point and doesn't get past it because I actually didn't mind John Hines, but he just seems like. But the Devils they only made it once to the playoffs with him. Yeah, that was yeah, it. Yeah, Nashville, the team, you know, they had some. He always had some good seasons with them, um, but it seems like he just gets to the point and just can't get over it. You know. Yeah,
0: and, and it's weird because uh, all kind of signs pointed that Hines was going to be around in Nashville, and I guess Barry Trotz just said no. I guess if Andrew Burnett's out there, who are you going to take? You know, Your team kind of needs a. Uh, uh, and, and, if, and Nashville might be doing a little kind of uh, rebuild, you know, kind of a uh, maybe not a full blown tear it down and rebuild it, but kind of an organized rebuild where they're going to, you know, maybe, okay, we're not going to make the playoffs next year. We'll kind of fine tune and maybe we'll be set in two years as opposed to our rebuild, which took, you know, a lifetime essentially. <laughs> yeah. So. Would you guys like DeBoer when he was here? Yeah, yeah. it was all right. Yeah. I mean, it was all right. Um, my favorite head coach of the Devils ever is Larry Robinson. Larry He's Robinson is my all-time favorite yeah. Devils head coach.
3: DeBoer reminded me of the. Do uh, you guys remember the original Teen Wolf
2: movie? The gym coach just yeah. had this
3: like way he carried himself, like just this. I don't know, you know. Just, I don't I don't know about that the dude. gym
2: coach. Pat Burns was also great. Oh, Pat you, Pat you know Burns, what? Yeah.
3: Shit. Yeah,
2: but Larry Robinson's tough to beat. I don't I'm know I if I take it back.
0: I don't know.
3: That's a it, tough they're call. They're close. They're, they're by close one and two, and,
2: and they put Lemare at third, which is crazy because yeah. he's Jacques LeMaire. He won your first yeah. cup. it was
3: tough to play for. They said, but he was an awesome coach.
2: You know,
0: it's yeah. That's a bit of the problem with Lemare was just that he was such a hard ass that it wore it wore off. You know, with this team. Yeah. Uh, after you know a what while.
2: though, I'll tell you. What. I was listening to some Scotty Gomez stories because he he had some podcast stuff that he was doing, and this was from a few years ago. I think the hardest part of being a devil in his era was not even those coaches. It was Lou. Oh, Lou yeah, was yeah. so, like, book. he's more involved as a GM than, than Fitz is, like, on the day-to-day. Yeah. That's the impression I get without any inside knowledge. But the stories that he was telling about Lou, um, you know, he was talking about, you know, his first day with them. He's like, I got to get you on the scale. He started cursing him out because he was, like, three pounds over what he's supposed to be. And just like, just like a maniac like that, you know, just really on the – you know, locking the players in a hotel for a night because they didn't win a game. Crazy stuff. Uh, Lou yeah, seriously. I can't see how like, that
0: shit would fly nowadays, you know. Like, yeah, he's like. I don't men. know if he was
2: like that with the Islanders or if he chilled out a little bit, but with the Devils, Lou was like running a very, very intense uh, ship there as a GM. He was not like, you know, from the skybox only. So I've heard yeah, a few he was...
0: you would
3: say from that team that they used to. That when you would wait, you would go for the morning skate, you would hop on the bus. And you would get on the front of the bus, and Lou would just sit there and look you up and down to make sure you were shaved, to make sure everything was – I mean, your tie was done the Ties right way. I think Gomez was yep. telling the tie story, actually. It's yeah, as well,
0: too, yeah. It's yeah. that college coach mentality because we've been yeah. coached in Providence yep. and then just you know never got out of that and treated grown men in their 30s who have been doing this their whole lives the same way you're treating a 17-, 18-year-old kid, 19-year-old kid playing for you in college. It gets all quick. I can see. And it's how that weird because he's not even the coach.
2: You. He's the he's the GM. Yeah. You know, yeah, like very like, hands on. Yeah, but you know it's I'm,
0: fascinating. These
3: guys. You hear different stories about like we talk about Torts, right? Everybody, some of us don't like him. Some of us don't mind him. Torts. It's a weird thing with him because I've heard players like Marty St. Louis, players that I respect, be like, he's a fucking great coach. Then I've heard other players be like, I want to fucking strangle him. just what kind of player you are I think yeah and Mm -hmm. I mean it's
0: like that in any business I mean Tone you worked in restaurants you know your whole life you know what it's like you have there are certain people that you work with if you're the boss that you have to deal with kid gloves that you can't shout and you can't scream at or whatever there are people that you scream at and you get more out of them they understand it and then you can get more out of them by treating them that way as opposed to the kid gloves and letting them know that no it's okay buddy just you know do your best and all this shit. You know, there's just, yeah, everybody's built differently. Nowadays, I think more and more of these young kids growing up are more of the, at least you tried your hardest kind no, of No, totally case, different, you know? right. Yeah. yeah. So, They're all
2: kind of individual players. Like you mentioned the way they look. And I think they, you know, the guys generally dress up when they come to the rink, but they do it in a style I don't think Lou Lombardello would have liked. You know, like no, a crazy no. plaid prints and shit like that. He probably would have hated too that. Bad and exactly. Oh my He's god! Big, yeah, his big That's ass absolutely.
0: pimp hat walking yeah. in and shit. Like, yeah, I don't know if Lou would go for he that. He would have thrown
2: that right off his head.
0: He did not like originality at all. He did no. not want his players to be at all bigger than the team. And that was mm-hmm. it. it. It was about the team. doesn't matter who you are. There's no individuality. There's no personality. There's just the team.
1: And that gets the a little bit league allowed old. it. He probably would have taken the last names off the back, like the Yankees, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: I, I yeah, bet. Just right. a
3: number. Yeah. I bet he would have. There was one coach. I think it was Bowman, maybe. He would uh, hmm. take a stick and leave it at the, hotel, at the hotel lobby, and every player had to be in by a certain time. He would come pick up the stick by like, say, 9 o'clock at night when the curfew was. Mm-hmm. And every player's signature was not on that stick. He knew you were out past you. It was some crazy ass. Like it was, you
1: hear That
0: this was stuff. just Scotty Bowman's way of getting the whole team to autograph a stick and then he <laughs> sold, them, it, on sold it on eBay. <laughs> like,
3: you know, when you think about it, all these coaches were so different back then. And now, like Chris was saying earlier, the players, It's. So, I'm not saying they're fragile, but they're much. now you have to handle them so different. Back sure. then, you could get the guy's face. There was no... You know Mike Keenan was another one, you know. He's another guy here. Some people are like, I hope he rots in hell. Some people are like, nah, man. But it's usually the hard-nosed players who like those guys.
0: And right. it does also work, I think that attitude works. And when you go back and you look at Lula Morella, I mean, um Jacques Lemaire rather. It worked with Jacques when the team was young and they were figuring out how to win. And you could right. be that hard-ass. By a couple of years later when you're still that's still your stick, and your guys have yeah. been there long. The team long. is and in their one. teens.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And they're when the ready to re- just, re- rebel. <laughs>
0: right, exactly. The team's just like, we've been here. We know what we're doing. We don't need you up our ass 24-7. Right. It, that's when you think you have some issues. Um and like nowadays, the younger crew i 'm sure most of them are probably in the snowflake category that they prefer to be treated with kid gloves it 's that way in the n f l too um you know the the now you see the coach head coaches now guys in their early thirties that you know maybe just got done playing or maybe didn 't have great careers uh that now they kind of treat the players uh a lot more like human beings, which isn 't a bad thing it 's right. not. What's up, or if the if I the remember, players um, you
2: know have a leader like that on the uh, on the bench with them, then right. the coach doesn't have to be that way. And right. you know, I, I think that when I was listening to the Gomez stuff. They're referring to Stevens always got called Dad. I'm sure a lot of Double right. fans have heard that he was Dad. Yeah.
1: And was thinking, was that right made me, that me think too. like
2: we don't have a Dad on this team, not even no. close. You know, there's no. no. I'm not even picking on Nico. It's just there's no world in which he's a Dad don't at don't this even age. Have an uncle, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right?
1: Exactly. Those cousins, a bunch of uncle young cousins. Pumper. Yeah. You know, I remember um before the Ranger series. I don't I can't recall if the uh interview was with Fitzgerald or Ruff, but they asked one of them if they're going to be staying in a hotel, you know, for the Ranger series even though, you know, it was obviously right across the river and the answer was no for whatever series of reasons. And I remember thinking at the time, oh, that's odd. I just thought they always did that because that's what we grew up, right? That was yeah, like, you even if you were home, like you were staying in a hotel. And I just thought oh my god that's kind of weird and then i remember specifically after losing a couple of games i'm like well i should have put the fuckers in a hotel exactly. <laughs> what
2: were you, you know yeah gomez had that, tell that is... yeah sorry that was this series this year's
0: series? yes yeah i thought they stayed in the hotel in new york uh, i thought that they did this year
1: or I, then maybe I, it was the two home games i don't know but either i way, know the way rangers
0: stayed in new jersey
1: they stayed in a hotel i know I they treated it, they, it. They just mm. asked them, are you going to lock in even though you're home? Like, are the players going to stay in a hotel? And they're okay. like, no, we're going to let them go do their thing. And it just struck me because I did remember, right. even for home games, the Devils could be in a hotel back when they were winning Cups. So I wonder uh, They if kept that, them away every, from their families.
3: Does every professional team do that, I wonder? Because I remember the Buccaneers in Tampa, they would always stay at the hotel on for their home games. So I guess that's like a rule for a lot of, maybe it's every team does that. I don't know.
2: I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. P- come playoffs probably a little bit more than than not. And football's different cuz you got the one game a week thing, but Yeah. Um yeah, I don't know. Uh it, Gomez had McKay on telling some story about a hotel where they had gone out and played like, you know, expansion ducks, you know, they're they're supposed to win that game and uh they didn't win. And they had, you know, Lou and Jacques were pissed, and uh, so they said, "You know, even though you're at this great golfing hotel, you're not going out at all. You know, you stay. And they lock them in like children. It's kind of funny. Yeah, they're that's like grown men. Crazy. But, you know, you're on the job, so they actually yeah. have you on the clock all the time. They tell you to go to bed. You have to go to bed. It's like being in the yeah. military. So anyway, they locked them in the hotel. Nobody's to leave. You know, all transportation's taken. They're not allowed. They can't go anywhere. But they break into the <laughs> into the uh, kitchen." And the uh, bar area, and they had a great night anyway. And <laughs> it, it was great listening to McKay. T- Before you know it, they had half the team down there, paying the staff to just to look the other way, cooking right. up steaks, drinking beers. That's and awesome. uh, he said, I think to this day that uh, Lou never found out what happened. But thank God. Until he listened to this <laughs> podcast, <just now. laughs> yeah, exactly. But exactly. you know, back
3: then it was a big difference because a lot of the players. I always hear a lot of the old interviews and with the old guy, older guys, and they say. They, all the players used to go out every day. When you go to practice, you go drink afterwards before the game. Mm-hmm. You would go have some beers. Now that yep. now it's not like that. These guys are playing video games in their rooms. They're always oh, yeah. saying now. Like, well, they
2: used to drink at the rink. To be honest, if you went nice. back far enough, I mean that's what they do in the men's league. So they're drinking. Sometimes the beers are behind the bench. Forget about waiting till the end of the game. Yeah. Did um, they ever see but old they day. used to be like that NHL.
0: You ever see the old videos of, like, the 50s and 60s? These guys were smoking right. in the fucking locker room in between yep. pr- intermissions. Yep. They fucking go in the inter- in locker room and they're lighting in a freaking cigarette. And, style, right, Bobby? Yeah, and then they go back out and play the third period. Absolutely. Uh, and, that, and nowadays, between the health and the fitness and, the, you know, everything, all oh, these guys, yeah. everything that they pay to have, you know, dieticians working for them and masseuses and all this stuff, you know, they treat it like... A real job, you know, like yeah, you know, your, your your body is the, the tool, and you have to keep it as healthy and uh, in good shape as possible. Um, yep.
2: Yeah. you got a better product uh, as far as like you know, player for player, but as a league, do you, um, you know, stars, do you? I don't know. Like, you look, you know, everybody uses baseball Babe Ruth as an example. He's in horrible shape. He would never make any camp anywhere, no. at any league. No. And um, but you know, what's you know that that era, he was a superstar. So like making all these athletes like perfect machines, I don't know that it really got you a better product, even though, yeah, definitely the athlete's better. You know, you got these guys who can skate faster, shoot harder than ever, Uh, no doubt about it. I mean, they would destroy a team from yesteryear. That's that's
0: interesting. Like, how much of, like, if Babe Ruth was, uh, think about this, if Babe Ruth treated his body like Aaron Judge does.
2: Very true. He wouldn't look like Babe Ruth, and he might make the team today. Right. Yeah,
0: and he might be the greatest player of all time still today. I'm saying. And We'd love to know back When they then. make
3: a movie about you, in the, the 90s, John Goodman's playing you. That's not a good sign. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Yeah. When John but, Goodman, yeah, there's there's something fun I about
0: won. that. And, 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 the, and the movie's about an athlete. Yes. Yeah. You know, <laughs> if the movie's about Goodman. you know Jabba the Hutt, I get it. I think um, for the
2: fan though, it's something more relatable. You know, where these guys are not yeah, these yeah. freak of nature, yeah. always working out machines. Uh, where you could be like, oh, I love that Babe Ruth, you know. It reminds me of my uncle, you know? <laughs> you know.
0: Especially back in the day, like, I mean, my old man grew up in Brooklyn, and he said, like, back when the Dodgers were there, they all lived in the neighborhoods. All the players, they didn't have other, they they lived there. They worked right. there. They, You know, a lot of these guys also had second jobs. They'd work at mm-hmm. grocery stores and shit like that. And they were all part of the community. Uh, so, you know, they were much more approachable and stuff, you know. It, it, sure. Now it, it, they're all held on such a pedestal that, you know you yeah. get nervous even when you see one walking down the street you know it's like they're like unicorns here's a question yeah. for you guys yes I, mean,
3: I think i don't know if dan if you have a if any comment in this but so aaron judge <laughs> is with the best panda. player of the yankees there's a controversy i saw like, this week someone said aaron judge might be eventually be one of the best yankees ever hey
2: eventually. i listened to 5 minutes of the fan and they were like he's the mvp for sure now he's, that's all I know, I know about aaron judge 18th Kustuck.
3: right 18th yeah. home run last year at 18th, same yeah, time yeah. Now. I yeah,
0: mean yeah, this guy is it was, was there an echo?
2: Yeah, there was an echo. All of a sudden. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, hello.
0: hello. I'm going away for a second. Okay. I, I think it's gone.
3: But yeah. So, so Dan, you gone? saw a bit of that
0: too. Yeah. Right? Okay. Um, yeah he hit his. Uh, he hit his 18th. He's amazing. Uh, do I think he can go down in history as one of the greatest uh, Yankees of all time? A couple of things have to happen. First off, he has to do what he's doing for longer than a year and a quarter. Okay, he's got to do it at least, I'll say, five, six years of solid play. I'm not saying 62 home runs every year, but he has to be up there in the conversation, home run leader, uh, you know, even triple crown leader, shit like that. Every year, he's got to be in the conversation, and he has to win a World Series. He doesn't win a World Series, it doesn't That's matter.
3: That's the thing, right? And, Yankees, uh, especially.
0: Especially if you're a Yankee. If he doesn't... Now, to me, the greatest Yankee of all time is Derek Jeter. Derek Jeter. Um, And I just, you know, I love Jeter. I love everything about him. Greatest shortstop to ever play for this this team. Sorry, Scooter. But I got to go with Jeter, and he won. And when the the lights were the brightest, Jeter was at his best. And, you know, Judge has got to do that. Last year, unfortunately, he was the only offense on that team. And come playoffs, you know, he didn't have a great playoff, and the team just sucked around him. Uh, He's got to win a World Series. Uh, Then we can talk about Aaron Judge, I think, being one of the greatest Yankees of all time. What do you think, Tom? And Bob, I'm curious about.
3: I'm going to definitely – Jeter is my favorite Yankee ever. I mean, and I grew up – I loved Ricky Henderson until I realized – until I got old enough to realize sometimes he wasn't running after the ball. Um, And I love Ricky, you know. Don Mattingly, we grew grew up watching too. I love Mattingly. But I think Jeter – I think Judge could be, but I think you're definitely right. I think as a Yankee, you have to win a championship because – Unfortunately for them, that's pretty much what they're judged on every year. Anything but a championship is uh, a disappointment. Now we have this kryptonite, the Astros, who seem to be like the, the thorn in the Yankees. I, I hate why the Why can't Astros. they just
0: keep them in the National League? Yeah. Like, why do we have to deal with this shit? But, Let the uh, Mets you know. fucking deal with them. So, Bob, what do you that, think about it? You're
1: four games out, by the way. Not Yeah, climbing. Um, I think the obvious answer is exactly what you guys said. I mean, it's just it's just way too early, the does he project to be one of the greatest Yankees ever if he stays healthy into his career? Absolutely. But there's still a long time coming. It's got to be yeah. consistent for a very long time. Like you said, 62 home runs, no. Don't need to see that. But guy like him, you are better be in that 40 conversation at least each year. Right. Even, you know, more so than the 30s. You know, that's that's how he's built um, with a 50 here and there and, you know, maybe a couple of sprinkles of a upper 30s and just consistency. Just be consistent for... Several years, like you said. Otherwise, it's going to take a lot to get in that conversation because, like you mentioned, the pedestal or the bar is really high. The guy right. named Derek Jeter. I mean, right. so to claim like greatest Yankee of all time, I would even say more than one World Series because when you talk about Jeter, he got five. Yeah,
2: yeah, but five. he has so many good players in with baseball, him too. Yeah,
1: you know, like,
2: Mariano Rivera. I mean, he's uh, the, one Jorge the, Posada. Yes, yeah, so many. Right. Even, even the
3: plug-in players they were bringing in every year. Yeah, and the blocks and dude. this yeah. and that. Charlie
0: Hayes, blocks, yeah, Scott Brocious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all those dudes. So um, I don't know
2: if Judge, and I have watched zero Yankee games this year. I don't know if Judge has that kind of team around him. He, he does
0: Beautiful catch last night almost.
2: That's the impression um, I get.
0: He made a, yeah, he, he's, he doesn't have the team around him uh, this year. And, you know, they're, what are they now, six games out?
3: Yeah, five and a half, I think. Five and a half out? uh,
0: I'll let you know Tuesday night when I go to the game. Nice, nice, nice. Uh,
3: So here's what, and Chris, this is more for you. One more New York question. Yes. Jones or Rogers? Who has a better year?
0: It's going to be Rogers. You think? Yeah, I think Daniel Jones is a fucking hack i don't think he's as good as he's definitely not worth his 35 million dollars that he's making he's this a year big contract. I, huge contract for you know like i said two really two games both against the vikings that made him look so much better than i think he really is he can run um but i just think aaron Rodgers is going to take that team to a different level and i'll tell you real quick um so this time last year, we were all talking about you know, the start of football season and stuff and, at work, and I had a huge uh, – my buddy that I work with is a huge Los Angeles Rams fan, and they had just come off the Super Bowl. And I said, this is my hot take right now. The St. Louis Ram- Los Angeles Rams are not going to make the playoffs. Everybody looked at me like I was fucking crazy. They didn't make the playoffs. This year, I'm going to say Buffalo Bills do not make the playoffs. I, I think will. it's going to go Jets, Miami, Buffalo, New England in that division. I think the Jets are going to be really freaking good this year. What about you? You think Rodgers or Jones?
3: I think Rodgers. I mean, you know, I think at the end of the day it's going to be Rodgers. I, I, I
0: mean, uh, Rodgers is just one of the greatest quarterbacks quarterback, ever.
3: Yeah. He is. Yeah. No, I, I can't go against him.
0: And now he has a huge chip on his shoulder. And, you know, it's, and he's got a defense. And he's got, you know, an entire friggin' city around him. And uh, God damn, will they
3: fall in love with him if he succeeds there,
0: right? Oh, my God. He, he, I mean, when you have Joe Namath saying, I'll give him my number off the rafters, just get him here, you know. It's, it, this guy's. you know, he, he's here for a reason. And I don't think he's going to crack. I think he's going to have a hell of a year. I can't stand him, but I do think he's going to have a hell of a year.
3: Yeah, I was kind of you know. I know when Vegas was looking for a QB, I was kind of I was torn. I was like, man, I would love the, you know. I mean, how do you not want him to be your quarterback? Well, but, um, you know, just I heard
0: I heard somebody talking today that it is very possible that Tom Brady
2: can <laughs> be your too. quarterback this year. I didn't even want to and mention
3: this. I read at this. first I so didn't
2: think because the silent owner is now going to maybe see, jump well, in as don't QB. Allowed to do though, this is the well, thing. Okay, I don't understand.
0: that's what I that's what I thought. But what you have to, so if he's silent owner, he's part owner, and he decides he wants to be quarterback of the team, come back and actually play in any capacity. The ownership uh, of the 32 teams have to vote on it. And it was basically said that no team is going to vote against Tom Brady for everything that he's done for the NFL. So if he decides he wants to come in, if Garoppolo gets hurt or isn't playing well, and he just says, fuck it, suit me in, suit me up. They just have to do a quick vote of 32 teams, and if they all say, okay, he can play.
3: Do you know what pisses me off is a couple years ago, Tom Brady, and I am, oh, everybody doesn't know I'm a huge Raiders fan, suffered for years. Um, he wanted
0: to go to Vegas at one point. Is that right? I mean,
3: yeah, yeah. He,
0: the Raiders he wa- weren't even there. He just wanted to go to Vegas.
3: No, he wanted to he wa- he wanted to go to the Raiders, <laughs> and the Raiders stuck with oh, okay. Carr, and I loved it. And Derek Carr, I'm a Derek Carr fan. Like, I like Derek Carr. I feel I, it sucks the way it ended. He got
0: hosed. Oh. I'll give you that. He got hosed.
3: He got hosed. I, I don't know how it's going to go because I don't know how the Saints team's built around him. Really, it doesn't. I don't know how it's going to go there for him. But uh, yeah, you know, I'm not going to say. You know, I, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not sold on Garoppolo. I mean, I think he's. The problem is injuries. He's another one. He is always injured. Even now, there's an issue going on where he didn't pass his physical. Yeah. Um, so you know, it's always something. Being a Raider fan, there's always something.
0: I tell you, Brady suits back up in a friggin' Raider uniform, I—I I mean,
2: I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> just go away. Just go away. I mean, Enough. I, mean, of I don't you. think he, he can resist. 13, maybe. 25. Maybe that's was his whole plan. It was like, nah. Just in case I want to, I can jump in because I own the team. Yeah, and maybe that was it. I mean, he doesn't have to How's
0: worry out with about the haircut
3: next year. But then <laughs> the again, babies. I mean, if
0: he's. If he's now, because, I mean, you talk about how guys treat their body like a a, a fucking specimen. I mean, nobody does it like Brady. I mean, he is just... uh, So, I I did hear that he is enjoying, you know, steak and beer and shit like that now. So, I don't know what kind of condition he'll be in to be the quarterback. But, I I mean, I think Tom Brady in 10 years is going to be a fat slob. And he should be. (laughs) He should be. He should just blow up like a tick Eat and drink yeah. whatever the fuck you want. If you're Garoppolo, yeah. maybe
2: you're sending him steaks and all kinds of shit to his yeah. house. Like, dude, i got to protect my job. I, I need this guy to blow up like a tick right away. Nice I a case of craft beer cake. for you. Yeah. Hey, o- Omaha steak delivery yeah, to Brady's house.
1: <laughs> it's on a 30-day run. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Unfortunately, boys, I'm going to have to wrap it up cuz I got to go do the birthday thing for my little girl. So, if Very you guys nice. want congrats, to keep it going, I can uh I can just click off or if you
2: guys want to wrap it no, up. No, you know, we'll, let's wrap it here. We covered a bunch of topics, right, gentlemen? Any other thing yeah, last did. thing to add?
0: No. Uh I'm just happy we got on to talk about the Burnette thing. I think that's a big deal. So, um yeah, I'm just happy about that. So, anything,
2: boys? No. I'm, I'm- all right, everyone.
0: More... We are the Uncle Puckers We're Chris, Dan, Silent Bob, and Tony. Um, check us out. Uh, like us. I wasn't give here. Give us a. Give us a. Yeah, sure you want <laughs> Give us a. Give us Herbal. a five star review. Like us. Uh, it a, goes a long way. Help promote this podcast, uh, which is what we re- really need to start doing. So uh, check us out on Twitter, Instagram, wherever you get your podcast. Um, and we'll see you when we see you. Fuck is out. Place. You must have quit. <laughs> Bobby's the best at the silent game. <laughs> the winner. It's over, Johnny. It's over!